What is up, guys? How is everybody? Thank you for being here tonight. As always, I am very happy and grateful to see you all here. I already see some of you in the live chat. Thomas, Mike, John, what's up, guys? So how's your, how's your week going? Let me know in the live chat how everything's going, how you guys are. Uh, apart from talking about different subjects, you know, I like to catch up with you guys, like on a personal level, too. Because I feel like that's very important as well. For those of you listening to this as a podcast, uh, the format that we use here is I like to interact with my community once a week. So I do a live stream on YouTube and I discuss different topics, uh, different subjects of the UFO phenomenon with them. So if you're interested, make sure to find my channel, The Undead Gaucho, and join us next time. It happens every Wednesday. So make sure to join. So guys, let me know how the how the audio sounds tonight. Um, as always, for some reason, while I'm streaming, YouTube doesn't show me basically the live chat. I don't know what's going on. Like in the YouTube studio, it only shows me your first messages and then it stops. So let me go back to the live chat. Let me check that out. Uh, there's a lot more people here that I didn't shout out. Uh, I see Zofa's here as always. What's up, man? I'm doing good. Dan, what's up? Thank you, Dan. Dan actually is a Patreon. Thank you for, for helping me out there, Dan. It means a lot. As always, I have a light here that is actually my cell phone on a janky tripod. And any sort of support or help you guys give me will help me upgrade this stuff. If you could see what the setup is below me, there's a cardboard box on top of a table and the microphone sitting on that. So <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. But uh, as always, you guys are letting me know how it sounds. Caesar, what's up, man? All the way from Portugal. Carl, as always, what's up, brother? Thank you for being here. Boromir, glad to see you again, my man. Thomas, Thomas Fessler, what's up, man? Sending some little alien emojis in the in the live chat. So normally I jump back and forth through OBS while I do this, but for some reason. I think I'm just going to leave it on the actual YouTube live so I can see what's going on better. Um, Carson, what's up? So many of you guys here tonight. Awesome. Epic. But let's kick it off. Let's start talking about what we're here for. So UFOs, nuts and bolts. Now, when I think of my approach to the phenomenon, and the approach of, I'd say, 80%, or 70% of the community, is very nuts and bolts. We talk about the craft a lot. We talk about the UFOs, the UAPs, or the UAVs, whatever you guys want to call them these days. You know what I mean? Um, and lately, I've been thinking that I need to start figuring out a way to look at the phenomenon from a different angle, look at it from both sides sort of the metaphysical side and the nuts and bolts side. Just because I feel like if we restrict ourselves to one corner of the ring, we're forgetting about the rest of the ring, right? Um, and if you want to win the match, you got to move around the ring. You got to <laughs> duck and weave, basically. So I want to know what you guys think and like what your approach is. Are you more nuts and bolts or more of a metaphysical 
uh, do you have a more metaphysical approach or view to the phenomenon? Dan says, are you guys getting the video feed? If it's only audio, that's cool. No, I think the video feed should be working. Let me know, guys. I see John says, I got video feed. Carson, uh, Carson, do you have just video or do you have audio as well? Bormer has video and audio. Uh, Dan says, works on my Android. All good. Okay, cool. Joss, what's up, man? Thank you for the awesome comments on my last upload. I saw that you were having a, a conversation there in the in the live chat. Pro Illusionist, what's up? Pro Illusionist is also a patron. Thank you, Pro, for all the support and all the love you always give me, man. All right, so nuts and bolts. And why it's been bothering me lately that I've had this approach is because if you think about the phenomenon, right, and you think about all the different aspects of it, everything we see when we hear or read about Close Encounters, um, this idea of physical craft has sort of been something I've thought about in the past in the sense of physical craft. You know, I feel like craft and vehicles is such a human concept, right? It's such a, first of all, it's something that we used to get around. It's not like birds need an airplane <laughs> to fly. You know what I mean? And certain animals can travel long distances without actually, you know, being that tired. That's funny. I mean, I don't know the specifics, but I'm referring to like, you know, horses can probably go further than we can in a day's trot. You know what I'm saying? Most of us. There's probably people out there that are trained and can go just as far as a horse, I guess. I don't know. But I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say. And I've actually thought about it a lot. I made a whole video about it. Like, why do they use physical craft? Especially because when you think of the flying saucer and you think of how it looks and how people have seen it, if you were to imagine a high-tech, super-advanced vehicle, right? Just think of your favorite sci-fi movie. I don't know if you'd imagine a flying saucer. Just because, I mean, some of you may imagine that now because the media and sort of what we've been brought up on and what we think of as sci-fi and high-tech, maybe you'll think of a flying saucer. But when you try to think of futuristic vehicles, they're not, they don't have this plain sort of just metallic saucer shape. I'm saying it's sort of a simple shape if you think about it. And uh, I have literally sat there and thought like, what is the deal with the different shapes of craft, right? And why is it that some of these craft just don't seem very covert? Now, maybe they can, you know, use some, some tech that, that makes them untraceable, right? But I'm saying when you do see them, when we do actually have a close encounter, I brought up the propulsion systems and the lights. And I always say it's like somebody driving around with their headlights on or their head beams or their high beams, sorry. Sometimes you guys might hear me say the wrong words or use the wrong words. You have to remember that most of my day I'm speaking Spanish. And it's been bothering me lately because I feel like after speaking Spanish every day for like 10 years since I've been here, the English that I use for 20 years in the States is uh, some of it's getting a little discombobulated, you know what I mean? But um, high beams, 
right? It's like they're driving around with their high beams on. You know, we always say that they're hiding in the shadows too, that they're working in the shadows, that they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be um, witnessed. But when they do appear, it doesn't seem like they really care if we can see them or not, right? So I've been thinking like how intelligent is the design of these craft? Let's talk about the Tic Tac for a moment. A lot of us have seen the illustrations out there and the depictions of what the, the Tic Tac was. And it looks like a flying propane tank. <laughs> I mean, when you when you think about uh, high-tech spacecraft or technology, super advanced technology, I don't know why I don't imagine these these shapes. Let me know what you guys think. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, I hope I am following a linear path and you guys are understanding what I'm trying to say. This is why this topic for me was a little bit tricky. And I was thinking, should I do this? Should I not? Because it just seems like there's so much to talk about. And at the same time, you have to sort of stick to your guns and, and follow a path or else you could get lost real quick. Uh, Joss says, I used to be pure nuts and bolts, guys. Decades. The last years, based on evidence, I turned into a consciousness type believer. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I've always believed that consciousness plays a huge role. Uh, you know, in this phenomenon. And we can see it. We hear about it in different cases. And we will talk in a minute about C5 and contacting, you know, contacting these beings or these occupants or these craft or whatever with your consciousness. Zofa says, I've seen video of a craft with an ionized field around it. And you can literally see flashes of crackling lightning. That's interesting. Send me that video, Sofa, for sure. Rodrigo. Rodrigo's here. He says, good evening, Gaucho and Chatverse. What's up, Rodrigo? Welcome. Thomas says, some ships are not covert. Yes, they don't care. I mean, that's the way I would, I would think they're approaching this because the flashing lights, you know what I mean? Flying through our skies. It's like, if you really wanted to be I mean, I'm sure there are military planes that can go unseen flying through the sky uh, that don't have giant flashing lights or propulsion systems uh, that would make them noticeable to the to the human down on the ground. But um, it's something that I've really thought about, and I've tried to piece it together. Also, we've been seeing these craft for many, many years, right? Think about how many different models of cars we've seen since the time, uh, you know, let's just use the the time period that people have been seeing UFOs. We're not going to get historic, you know. You know, I'm a believer that they've been here the whole time. But if you look in the historic text, you can see that there were UFO sightings in the past. But let's just take the past 60 years, 70 years. Think about the advances in our uh, in our vehicles, in the boats, in the planes, in automobiles, um, the changes in shapes, the changes in, in speed and, um, and just the way they, they drive and look everything. When you think about UFOs, obviously there are cases, you know, sprinkled out through UFO history where you do see a, uh, a, a UFO that looks like it has 
octopus type appendages hanging out the bottom, you know, like dangling cables. And then you have sort of boomerang shaped or, but there are certain shapes that are like the classic shapes that you often see, right? You have the saucer, you have the triangle shaped, you have the cigar shaped craft, and then you have your, your orb or some may call it a tic-tac uh, or your circular shaped craft. Uh, correct me if I'm, I'm missing any, let me know guys in the live chat. If, I mean, I'm sure there are many shapes, but I'm saying the main shapes that we see. And it really fascinates me that after all these years, think about all the changes and shapes and, and different kinds of vehicles we've created, but they seem to have a limit to the amount of vehicles they're using. Does that make sense? Do you guys know what I'm trying to say? And if you're listening, I wish you could respond. So next time, please join me in the live chat. But uh, I think it's something we need to think about, right? Oh, you guys are chatting away in the live chat. Thank you, guys. I'm trying to keep up, and I can't. <laughs> uh, Sasha Sasha says, I totally love listening to your podcast uh, when going to sleep. Love the channel. Respect sent from Sh uh, Sasha in London. Thank you, Sasha. I'm glad you like listening to the to the podcast. You know, I took a little leap of faith with that. And the last one, I took some time and edited out the coughs and the, you know, the pauses and stuff like that. So I'm trying to make it a little better. And I also want to make specific content just for the podcast. So I will be thinking of ways to like create just podcast episodes. So if you guys aren't following the podcast, make sure to go follow it because you might not see something on the live and you might hear it on the podcast. Uh, let's see. Pro Illusionist says, but in the, oh, I think you guys, I got to keep up with you guys, man. Tonight I have lost the live chat. I like this. Carson Lotta says, Elton John, I've seen the saucers. <laughs> That's probably a good song. Uh, Joss says, I live in a mid-sized town and saw a huge, a huge one a few years back. It was not hiding. Although black in color, it was several football fields long. Just over half a mile high. That is not hiding. I agree, that's not hiding. Josh, let me ask you a question. Anytime someone tells me about their UFO experience, I say, did you go on the internet, search the exact date, go on different social media platforms, try to find anything that would come up with that day, that sighting. It might have been before social media, but I'm saying if you check, even on YouTube, look for news, uh, news broadcasts, from that day, look for anything. See if other people saw it. It's always good to have, uh, you know, other people knowing that other people witnessed it as well. Because uh, I think personally, it's always good. You know, it makes you feel just a little bit better. And I'd like to know more about the shape. You said it was dark in color. What shape was it? And then he says, "But I took a bit of time to realize what I was looking at." Well, that makes perfect sense as well. Because I've said this before, too, and when I had my, whenever I've had a strange experience in my life, it's like my brain sort of glitched <laughs> at the moment it was happening. When something that I couldn't believe was happening, it's like my brain had to process it to really understand what was going on. Uh, Sofa says, yeah, they've been using saucers since the Roman times. See, this is where we have to start getting a little curious, guys. This is where we have to start questioning what this could mean. 
could it mean that they actually have these advanced vehicles, right? They have a certain amount of advanced vehicles or they have a certain amount of tech that they can use, but they aren't really advancing that much. Like the technology obviously compared to ours is highly advanced, but you would think that in the last 70 years or more, we would have seen the saucer get retired. I mean, lately, interesting enough, how often do we see saucer sightings anymore? It's always, you know, triangle-shaped craft or orbs. And lately, that's all I've seen. Uh, Cigar-shaped craft, but saucer-shaped craft? I want you guys to let me know when was the last time you saw a good sighting or heard about a, a new flying saucer sighting. Sofa said they called them shields. Yes, there's a there's a story I can't remember from where. Um, I guess it was a Roman. You you said it earlier in in the chat. The Roman it must have been a Roman story about the the flying shields that that were like spitting fire or something like that. I I have to reread it, but I read it a long time ago. Just in case, what's up, man? Mike Knapp said, the craft or thing that I saw was cloaked and it looked pixelated really weird. That's interesting. Barry Roscoe said, manta ray. Manta ray shaped craft. I'm saying there are multiple different shapes of craft, right? Uh, I think if you look at the Umo case, uh, it was a case that happened in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. The saucers, I don't know if they were saucers, but they might have had like that manta ray shape. Uh, John says, he's asking me if I saw Project Unity, Jay's tweet earlier, uh, with the orb. Yeah, I did see that. It was interesting, right? And I really don't share UFO sightings on Twitter that often because I feel like people are always just waiting to tear those apart. And I've seen some pretty amazing hoaxes in this last year. Uh, Tom DeLong shared one and he, he was saying he had to run it through, uh, I forget what the name of the app is that they're working on, but he had to run it through that app to see if it was real or not. And it was a hoax. There was this hoax channel. And the way the guy made the hoax, the way the guy that he created the hoax was uh, he used a piece of glass and he put it in front of the lens of the camera and it literally looked like an orb in the sky. I should do a whole video just on that channel and just like talk about that channel. Terrence Jones Design must have something to do with the multi-atmospheres. I agree, Terrence. Sasha Sasha says, I think they use different craft for different reasons, uh, as Lazar said. And uh, yeah, I think I that would make sense, right? But guys, we got to be realistic. Think about, let's get back to what I was just saying. Think about the basic root idea here, the concept I'm trying to present with this idea that Look at all the different kinds of vehicles we've had in the last only 70 years. And think about the amount of UFOs we've seen. Like, it's basically like they're still using the Ford Mustang. <laughs> you know what I mean? The classic 1967 Ford Mustang. Um, or the 69, one of those beautiful, one of those beautiful cars. But I'm just saying, it's something that I thought about and I pondered. And anytime I brought it up in circles, I really didn't get any any sort of reaction from people, right? 
Andy Oates says, wasn't the gimbal video a classic UFO shape? It was the classic UFO shape. You make a good point. Um, but I'd say that's probably one of the last ones I've seen. Like, like an actual saucer-shaped craft, that's probably the last one I've seen. Great Troll says, I bet there are more types of craft than types of human-made made boats or planes. That's possible. Barry Roscoe says, Sphere and Cube, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and Gimbal too. Yeah, the Sphere and the Cube inside. That's interesting. But we've heard of those craft in the past. If you look, I think there are other cases, if I'm not mistaken. I think at one point I was actually digging, looking for... Uh, spheres with cubes in them coming up in the past and it's also interesting that throughout history when the craft sort of did change it kind of correlated with what we would think was high tech like i remember reading this case that happened here in argentina and the saucer uh i think these guys were working in an office building and they see a saucer right saucer comes closer to the office building, gets close to the window. It was a dentist office. Gets close to the window, and they can see it clearly. And out of the saucer is protruding like a telescope, right? But that just sounds like something you'd see in, a, in an old sci-fi movie. Uh, and then also the, the tripod legs that a lot of people have seen. Like if the craft can manipulate gravity and fly at all these tremendous speeds and go through water and you know, transmedium vehicles and all this kind of stuff. Why can't they just like hover it and not put, bring down little tripod legs? Um, there's just different things that I've read that make me think like, is it possible that somehow they are technologically limited as well? And that's why we're seeing these same shapes all these years. Terrence Jones says, anyone going to comment on the Avro car? The Avro car is interesting. It is. And if you guys haven't checked that out, there's a whole video online where they just show you. It's pretty cool. It's an old retro video and they give you like a whole presentation on the Avro car and they show you how it works. It's like a, they were trying to make a flying saucer. But we've always imagined like the Jetsons, you know, like little saucers. And that's just sort of what humans pictured a futuristic craft would look like, which is interesting that these beings these occupants have these kinds of have these kinds of craft and over time it starts to change you know like the triangle shaped craft uh, the black triangle shaped craft people started seeing those more and more and i feel like that also might have to do with where our jets were and where we were going with our airplanes um so it's interesting it's just something to think about and again i picked this topic tonight and I said, this is going to be complicated to explain. <laughs> but I hope you guys are having a good night. I hope everyone's doing good and you're enjoying the conversation. Uh, Sofa says, the Canary Islands even went a transparent, there was a transparent sphere with consoles inside it and giant Swedish looking people. But again, giant sphere, I'm saying look at all the models of cars we have just think about all the models of vehicles we have why wouldn't they have just as many or more if they're so technologically advanced they must have some machine that pumps these things out or something um so now let's talk a little bit about 
the the something more, right? We've been talking about nuts and bolts for a minute. Let's talk a little bit about the something more aspect of this. So a lot of you know about CE5, and a lot of you, Josh, is, uh, Josh said he was uh, more believing in the consciousness aspect of this. And uh, I feel like when you see people using or doing CE5, practicing that, what I mostly see in the stuff that I've looked into are orbs. I've heard of craft landing or physically appearing, but it's mostly orbs. And what makes me double think the non-physical craft and this idea that we're not actually like what we're seeing is what they're projecting to us because it's what we want to see, right? People have said that before, this trickster element that the craft, the saucers, they're not really saucers. It's maybe one of these orbs and it's projecting that image. So we're seeing that. Uh, and it's also common to hear people say that when we talk about light beings or energy beings. Um, and a lot of people believe these craft and these beings are not physical. But how does that contradict with the full story, right? The whole lore of, of the UFO story, the legend. Uh, if it does manipulate our reality, how is it possible that crash retrievals can happen, right? If it's non-physical craft, if the thing is non-physical, how is it possible that there are crashed saucers and they are talking about crash retrievals and back engineering tech? You know what I mean? Like if it's something non-physical, you'd imagine if it was projecting some sort of image or whatever, when it crashed, it would maybe go back to being non-physical. That would make more sense to me. Let me check out the live chat again. Sofa says, I literally had my first successful solo C5 the other day. That's awesome, Sofa. Let me know what you saw, man. Bormer says, maybe the vehicle is a projection of what we want to see. That's exactly what I was talking about just now, Bormer. But my contradiction there is the crash retrievals. How do we explain the crash retrievals? Right? If they see a saucer crashed and they're retrieving a saucer or, you know, any of these sort of shapes that we've seen all throughout UFO history, how do we explain that? You know, that's something that has puzzled me. I brought it up in a video. Nobody seemed to pick it up. They didn't understand what I was asking, but that's what I was trying to say is the idea that these beings are not physical and the craft aren't physical sort of doesn't correlate with what's going on right now, actually, right? This, the talk about the crash retrieval and back engineering, and we know that the government's more interested in this kind of stuff and they, they're worried about you know, it being the adversary and also how this could become a weapon and all this kind of stuff. There has to be some physical craft there. Now, it could be possible that the technology they have seems like what we could, we would consider like the, the capabilities that the technology they have, what they can do with it. The only way we can understand or grasp that is to think that it's a non-physical energy, but really it's physical. But to us, we're, we're, we're trying to 
put it into words and understand, you know, what it is. And that's the only explanation we can give. Bormer said, complicated and puzzling and full of contradiction. I agree, man. And I've literally stayed up, um, stayed up nights thinking about that. Like, how is it non-physical if they're collecting pieces? If they're you, if they're trying to back engineer something, it has to be physical. There has to be some sort of technology there. Um, so, uh, Sofa sharing his his first C5 experience. He says, I was projecting, saying hello, hello, hello into the sky, and a small light like a dim star drifted into the patch of sky I was looking at, then faded out. Then multiple lights started appearing and fading in. That's interesting, man. That's amazing. Carson Lada says, I don't know if I have the balls to try CE5. You should, man. I don't think anything will happen. I have barely heard any cases of anything bad happening to anyone doing CE5. I don't think I've heard any, actually. I shouldn't have said barely. I haven't heard any. Personally, which is another thing that I brought up in another live before. He said that patch, Sofa's still explaining his story here. He says that patch was moving in different directions. Um, it was a patch of multiple lights. For about seven to ten minutes, including three in a row that made a claw mark. Wow, that's fascinating, man. Barry Roscoe says, testing what we do with what we find at the crashes. I agree, Barry, but if we do find anything, then this idea that they're not physical craft has to be canceled out, at least for what they're finding, right? We know that it's possible that this phenomenon has multiple aspects to it. So maybe there there is a non-physical uh, extraterrestrial being or entity that is also interacting with us at the same time that these saucers are interacting with us and that these uh, triangle-shaped crafts are interacting with us. It's all happening at the same time. And that, my friends, I think is much more possible than thinking that it's all correlating. It's all connected. I mean, it is all connecting, but I'm thinking that it's much more possible than thinking they're all the same, right? Maybe there are light beings and energy beings and there are a different type of extraterrestrial or a different type of multidimensional being than the grays and the things flying in the Tic Tac, the GoFast, and the Gimbal video. Proillusionist says C5 can be negative thoughts producing negative experiences to appear, i.e. contacting the wrong entities. I still, guys, I have to do the C5 uh, experiment video. I promise I'll do it. I'll do it this weekend. I couldn't do it the weekend that I said I was going to do it because it started raining. Um... And I thought you guys won't be able to see anything if anything does show up in the sky. <laughs> Barry Roscoe says, so maybe different types from different dimensions, sea, space, earth, and are made up of different things. Well, I mean, that would make perfect sense. Um, in my opinion, why would we expect to be visited by one race? We see these different species and different types of extraterrestrials interacting with us throughout UFO history in the, you know, contactees and abductees sometimes they will detail or give you a description of a different kind of being and sometimes even the grays seem different um each group seems a little different so it could be possible that we're being visited by many many different uh multi-dimensional or intergalactic or 
beings that have been here the whole time uh, is very possible. And I think that it wouldn't be far-fetched to think, right? Uh, Terrence Jones says, did you see that man that summoned UFOs, Gaucho? No, I didn't. Uh, I think I did see it a long time ago. A uh, a guy that would like pray and UFOs would show up. Is that who you're talking about? He was on the news. Carson Lotta says, yes. Why would we have an experience and they would keep us from remembering? I don't trust my encounter with sunshine and daisies, but I doubt they ever see, they've ever seen me again because I bet they sense my fear. I don't know. Carson, I don't know. And if you did see them again, who knows? You might not even remember. Uh, Sofa's responding to to Terrence about the guy that could summon UFOs. He says, was it the black guy in the white shirt? That's the guy that I was referring to that I saw in the news that was uh, summoning UFOs. Terrence says, that's correct. For those of you listening to the podcast, um, I think if you search man summons UFOs, you'll find it. It's an old uh, news broadcast, and they're like interviewing him outside. And I think while he says he can summon the UFOs, that he like does it. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think he like does summon something, like they can see something in the sky. So if we're going to believe anything about the crash retrievals, right, we've got to consider that there is actual physical craft out there. And if we are going to believe anything about C5, like Zofa had an experience, right? Then we have to understand that there are orbs and what seems like energy beings or or some sort of uh, different kind of of entity out there. And what I think is interesting as well is that it's very rare to hear people having a C five encounter and experiencing I don't know a saucer landing and a bunch of greys coming out. And and abducting them. You do see the orbs. You do see, you know, Stephen Greer supposedly took photos of energy beings and all this kind of stuff. But you barely ever see, or you haven't seen, I keep saying barely tonight, sorry guys. But you haven't seen CE5 having, you know, a close encounter of the fifth kind. Actually, <laughs> that's what CE5 is. But you haven't seen, um, sorry, I'm getting distracted. There's people in my hallway and I can hear them and they're like right next to my house. I don't know if you guys can hear them, but I'm saying when you do do CE5, I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> when you do do CE5, you don't see the grays show up. Nobody has a negative experience. It seems like they might actually be interacting with something completely different, a whole different type of being. Um, so yeah. Also, if there are no physical craft, then Bob Lazar's story just goes out the window. And also Roswell goes out the window. The Aztec crash goes out the window. <laughs> Diego, what's up, man? Diego, I think he's from Brazil, right? He says, greetings from a fellow gaucho. <laughs> What's up, man? Terrence, I don't dare try and summon them, calling them calling fallen angels. 
You know, the first time I heard about C5, I was a little freaked out by it, to be honest. Because I thought that consciousness did play a big role in everything, in reality, and how we live, and in existence. And I've also looked into the occult. When you want to summon something, you need to believe that uh, you're going to summon something. You need to have faith in that. Your consciousness needs to be attuned with that. And if there is any possibility of summoning fallen angels or you know what some would call fallen angels or entities or whatever, then it may very well be that when we are contacting things with our consciousness, it's like you're throwing out a a fishing line into into the multiverse or into the universe and you're just getting what you're getting. It's kind of interesting to think about, but I will try the experiment this weekend. And if you guys want to see the other two times that I tried to experiment with C5, you'll find the videos on the channel. They're there, but I want to do a good one. I want to give it, you know, a few days, three or four days experimenting with it and see what happens. Rodrigo Vieira says, Westel and Zimbabwe go out the window. Yeah, I mean, basically any case where there's a flying saucer at Rendlesham where he touched the craft, it goes out the window. Now we can we can go back now for a second to the nuts and bolts idea because there's also a few other things I want to talk about. One thing I think is interesting is this idea that we brought up earlier of them limiting of them having a limited technology. Because in my opinion, we haven't seen that many advances coming from their end. Even the way that the occupants and the beings have studied us for all these years, you would think that if they were so highly technologically advanced, they would have figured out what they were trying to figure out years ago, and they would have stopped abducting people. Also, if there was no, like if we weren't important to them, if we were just ants, like everyone says, I don't understand why they would still be here interacting with us. It just doesn't make sense to me. And again, I don't understand why we have more vehicles. <laughs> we've created more vehicles than it seems they have, at least that we've seen, right? Maybe wherever they're from or or whatever, you know, the, the dimension they're from or the planet they're from or whatever. Maybe there's millions of vehicles as well, different types of vehicles. But the ones that we see here, are normally the same. Also, the other day I was thinking about, I made a video about the symbols that people see on the outside of craft and on the inside of craft. And I also think that's interesting because it's like, why would you fly around with a big logo <laughs> all over your car? You know, if you're trying to not get identified, if you're trying to stay in the shadows, why would you have a big sign on the side of your car basically saying what you were or who you were? I'm throwing some punches tonight. <laughs> and guys, you know I'm a believer. You know that I uh, I look into this phenomenon all the time. But there's moments, you know, where I, I get a little contradicted because I go like, wait, come on. Like, wh when we, I heard about the Tic Tac and I got the description of the Tic Tac, I was like, so it was just like a Tic Tac. And then I thought of the Lonnie Zamora case. And I said, are they using the same craft that they used in the Lonnie Zamora case? You know what I mean? They didn't upgrade it. They didn't. There's not like a Tic Tac 2.0 now. Um, all right, I'm gonna check out the the live chat again. Great Troll says uh, maybe they don't want to figure something out. 
but simply to observe. I, I get that, Gray. He says, observe how we evolve. But they are interacting with us. You know, I, I have a really hard time hearing people online talk about, like, they're okay with flying saucers and UAVs and UAPs and, uh, you know, these these unidentified flying objects that have been here forever. But when they talk, when they try to look at the uh, abduction phenomenon, they can't. <laughs> they say that it's too woo for them. But the abduction phenomenon for me holds the, the close encounter and the abduction phenomenon, the experiencer phenomenon. I think that holds so much data there. There's so much information there to really explaining what these occupants or what these craft are doing, right? And if we look at that, they're not just observing. You know, they are interacting with us. And they are trying to teach us stuff in some ca in some cases, and they are, you know, taking us against our will in other cases and enlightening us in other cases. We have to realize that the interactions they're having with us is much more important than an interaction you have with an ant. You know, it's like, imagine being a highly advanced species with these craft that can just do anything, basically, and having to study us for so many years, right? Even the hybrid program has made me, you know, stay up at night pondering. Why? You know, why would they need to do that? Especially if there's humanoid ETs. We've heard about humanoid ETs for years. If there are humanoid ETs, why would they even need to interact with us or do anything? Why not just take what they need from the humanoid ETs. Or it could be that they can't, the greys and those types of ETs or, or visitors or whatever, they can't take what they need from the humanoid aliens, so they get it from the, the humans to try to level up and get to the same level as the humanoid aliens. I don't know, there's so much stuff to think about. Um... Great Troll says, I agree, Undead Gaucho. There are, there's too much data about abductions. It can't all be lies or hallucination. It's not. You know, unfortunately, guys, if UFOs are real, the abduction phenomenon is very real. And some people are obviously, you know, misremembering things or, or I, I don't know why you would lie for attention when it comes to this subject. I got to say that this subject, as interesting as it is, being publicly open about it at times can bring you more trouble than pleasure. You know, it doesn't make you famous. And it's not the kind of famous you want to be. In our circles, we have heroes and, and people that we think are famous. But it's not the kind of thing that if you lie about, you're going to become the next rock star or Brad Pitt or whatever. You know, you're just going to be the guy that got taken by UFOs. Uh, Gray Troll says... Cases like aerial school, for example, if it's not, if it's not non-humans, then what the f happened? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see Nala back there, but she just walked by. Uh, for those of you listening to this as a podcast, I hope you're enjoying this. Thank you guys for listening, and for those of you here, again, you guys rock, and thank you for for being here. And also, for those of you watching this as a replay, you guys are also awesome. Thank you. 
Um, I agree, man. The, the humanoid aspect, I'm not saying that there aren't. Uh, <laughs> I just saw Nala show up in the background walking in the live. Um, she is my co-host on the show. She has four legs. She's a dog. And she doesn't really speak, but she is here for moral support. <laughs> but um, the humanoid aspect has really puzzled me too. Because if you're going to believe in humanoid ETs and you're not going to think that we're all ETs, then there's something, then you're missing the bigger picture. You know, I'm not 100% on all the races. I'm not, I'm more focused on the grays really because the grays and maybe the mantis would be like my second, like, yeah, okay. There's a lot of cases where these, these kinds of beings come up. Um, but for some reason, I've always had a harder time believing in the reptilians and especially now, especially with the way that pop culture and media has just made like anytime you say reptilian, like you're basically David Icke. And I don't think anybody really wants to be David Icke, <laughs> but, um, Terrence Jones says humans are the aliens. I've said it a million times. Look in the mirror, guys. Look in the mirror. We are the strangest thing on this planet. I mean, there are some weird things in the ocean. There are some weird little animals out there, but they're all beautiful in their own way. We, on the other hand, are like missing patches of hair. <laughs> We're all different shapes and sizes and, and colors. And um, some of us look very strange, like creatures at the bottom of the ocean. Some of us don't. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah. Thomas Fessler says, uh, legend says man was created in God's image. Do the math. Yeah. I mean, and I made a whole video talking about the anthropomorphic aspect of the greys and all the aliens that we see. We're not getting abducted by blobs. We're not getting abducted by jellyfish. You know, we're getting abducted by anthropomorphic beings. There has to be some kind of link between that. And there has to be something. It can't just be, oh, no, it just happened to be with all the millions of possibilities of the kinds of beings we could be interacting with. That they have two arms and two legs and two eyes, round heads. I mean, there's so much stuff to think about when you when you look into the UFO phenomenon. Lots of people see it from just the craft perspective. That's why there's nuts and bolts thinkers, and there's people that you know go 100% on the consciousness side of it, and then there's people like myself where I find myself at times being too nuts and bolts and then I jump out of it and I try to think like, okay, let's experiment with CE5. Let's read about, um, you know, people contacting beings with their telepathy or with their consciousness. And, uh, I try to like go back and forth to really have an open panorama and an open view when it comes to this. Cause this is an alien phenomenon at the end of the day, guys. And everything we've talked about now, I think most of the stuff we brought up in this live, people can argue to the T to try to tell me, no, there are millions of craft. There are not millions of craft. There might be millions of the same type of craft, <laughs> you have the similar types of craft, but we have more vehicles in our plethora than what we've seen from the UFO phenomenon. Second of all, the technology, Right. We keep hearing the same stuff being brought up, right? 
the same kind of technology continuing through all the cases. It's like you would think they would have figured out how to not have shining lights all over there. You know, even if it was their propulsion system, they would figure out a different a way to hide their propulsion system. Or like we talked about as well, they don't even care. And I think if they don't care, it could be that they are advanced and they look at us as inferior as well. But it could also be that they're like, this is our planet. Who cares if they see us or not? They can't do anything about it. Terrence Jones says, there's a long story to this. It's that it goes quantum. <laughs> yeah. And I think the rabbit hole, when you go down it, like I have a few times uh, with this kind of idea, it gets quantum real quick. You start getting pulled back and forth. Like I, I contradict myself when I talk about, you know, what could it be? What is this? What is that? But everybody's worried about, oh, we need to see the craft. We need to figure it out. We've seen, there's so many cases all over the internet. Like, at this point, I don't even, you know, if there is disclosure from the government, I guess good for the government. But I don't need to see any more FOIA files. Maybe, I mean, I don't mind. But at this point, I need to go find myself a physical craft somewhere. Or summon some some physical craft because... There's something going on, and we need to figure out the mysteries of the universe. We can't be sitting back waiting for guys in suits and ties to tell us what's really happening. And especially when we have all the data right in front of us, our whole culture, everything everything that makes us human is almost alien in comparison to everything else on this planet, right? We are the most alien creatures on the planet, you know, and I've talked about religion, and the moment you start looking at religion and start considering the possibility that that is all just evidence of the phenomenon interacting with humanity in its early stages. And then you start looking at all the temples around the world. And you start thinking about all the religious holidays, all the religious practices. Every time you've sat on your, you know, you've kneeled down and you've prayed. Every time you've, you know, worn a cross or anything. And then you think about could this be the phenomenon? And it's just right in front of us. It's been just here the whole time and we're just not seeing it how we should be seeing it. You know, it's you start to see the world from a whole new lens when you look at it that way. Let me check out the live chat, guys. Rodrigo says, Richard Dawkins has a great interview on Lex Friedman's show. He delves into convergent evolution. So eyes and bipedalism don't seem too far out. But those alien human-like must make us ponder. I agree, Rodrigo. It doesn't seem that far out. But I've also heard the complete opposite, you know, approach. Where it's like, that we're actually, it's rare. Like, they would have to come from a similar environment than ours. I mean, they wear clothes, guys. The occupants wear clothes. Come on. I mean, I've tried to talk about it a million times. And people are just like, oh, yeah, but they need clothes. I, look at the animals. Look at the wild animals. They don't need clothes. That would mean that their our environment somehow affects them, or they are somehow simulating what we do, which means that we matter much more to them than we think. You know, it it's kind of frustrating to think that there's so many basic parts of this subject, right? That get overlooked. We're worried about this advanced technology. They're so advanced. They're so, up, you know, ahead of us. But they're using us. For something. 
You know, they're contacting us. They're talking to us. They're taking the time to talk to us and interact with us. It's, you know, really crazy. It's not like I go to an anthill, sit down next to the anthill and pick up an ant and tell them, hey, uh, don't do this and don't do that. Be careful. And then put the ant back. And if I did that, I would have to care a whole lot about that ant. Because <laughs> I'd have to go out of my way to go get the ant, talk to the ant. I'm, now I'm talking about talking to ants. Well, the podcast and the live has gotten a bit strange. But I'm using it as a example to try to make this simpler for people. Because sometimes I'll say things like that and people will come in my throat. You know, because they hold the extraterrestrial concept and this idea of these visitors very highly and there's nothing wrong with that but there's got to be a point where we start to realize that if they have been here all these years and they've been letting people starve with their advanced technologies that they have and they haven't shown us how to have free energy like really shown us you might say oh no but they tried to communicate it to nikola tesla or (laughs) different kinds of things but If their technology is so advanced, why are they so worried about helping us out? And if they don't want to help us out, then that's even more worrisome. Because if I were to come across a humanoid being that needed my help, I would help it. If it was less advanced than me, first of all, I'd be fascinated, right? Um, I'd be fascinated. And if it was any sort of intelligent, right? Imagine coming across a, a little tiny human or a strange looking humanoid being and you knew he was doing something wrong and you were like i can help him i can help these guys let me go and help why not it's funny as soon as i was saying that i started thinking about all the animals and all the wild animals out there getting hunted and getting murdered and getting eaten uh by us and i thought man that contradicts that's such a big contradiction what you just said there about helping a a little humanoid. I should be out in the jungle helping all the monkeys. <laughs> but that's the thing about humans. We are self-centered. We are ego-driven. That's why we are where we are. That's why we keep building and growing and polluting and fighting wars that have no purpose at the end of the day. You know? And that could be something fascinating maybe to these beings. But I don't know, guys. It gets it gets tough. It gets tough going down the rabbit hole. You start hitting the walls, bouncing back and forth. But uh, I'm glad you're all here. And I'm glad you're all, you know, discussing this with me. But uh, let me check out the live chat again, see what you guys are saying. Great Troll says, but it's like humans on North uh, Sentinel Island. Nobody goes there to help them. They'd probably die from some simple diseases. There's, of course, the danger of contaminating them and making things much worse. That's very possible. That's a good point. Again, you see, that's what these lives are for. And Gray Troll made a great point there. Uh, it's also something I've thought about, too, like alien diseases and or multidimensional viruses. <laughs> uh, but you never know. We might already be experiencing those kinds of things gray and we don't even know about it you know Morcavia studio what's up man 
I think Terrence is asking if people have had missing time. I've never experienced missing time. And if you have, I'd like to hear your experience with missing time. Joss says, 1.31 a.m. here. Sorry, time to sleep. A few hours. Thank you, undead. Joss, thank you for being here, man. You're awesome. Thank you. Carson said, maybe, Terrence, I put my story in the chat earlier. All right, guys. So what I, you know, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the topic. So we've hit a plethora of different concepts here tonight. You know, we've jumped all over the place. And that's kind of what I knew was going to happen. Because today I just wanted to kick up some dust, you know, shoot the shit with you guys and see what you guys thought. John here says, I had a portal experience. John, share me or share with us your portal experience, please. I would love to hear that. I'm worried that these beings for some reason are stuck here (laughs) or they've been here the whole time, you know. I'm not worried, but I'm a little more leaning towards the idea that they've been here the whole time. We came after them. They've been studying us because they need us. They Maybe they created us as a resource. And we sort of evolved and grew. And they're like, look at how they're evolving and growing. And they just don't live the way we live. So they don't need to have polluting, you know, all this pollution and these huge cities with loud noises and muck all over the place. You know, uh, maybe they are in the oceans. It's something I've been thinking about too. Uh, But what does that mean about the bigger picture, right? If they are in the oceans and they have been here the whole time, I think that will blow people's minds. It will blow people's minds at this point more than if we found out they were from another planet. And if they were from another dimension or another version of Earth, right, that would also blow a lot of people's minds because like i said earlier people aren't even ready to discuss the abduction phenomenon some people in the community aren't even ready to discuss it but if you're already wanting to talk about flying saucers and talk about rendlesham and the aerial case and westall and all the cases out there then you've already gotten a little woo my friend you know you got to come you got to realize this is much bigger than just Flying craft. Uh, Morcavis says, Neil deGrasse Tyson made an interesting point in saying that trees don't get human viruses as well as many animals in our world. So he believes ET viruses aren't much of a concern for getting us sick. That's pretty cool. I never heard that. Well, that's good news. Morcavis then says, but I take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) And some people in the UFO community were coming at Neil deGrasse Tyson with pitchforks and axes. And lately he's got a little bit on the better side with the UFO community. So Nick Hayden says, there's a lot of places to hide in the ocean. I mean, guys, we often see them next to large bodies of water. The uh, Tic Tac, the Gimbal and the Go Fast case, for example, lots of cases throughout UFO history. And Yes, it's the most obvious place to hide. It's the most obvious place to hide because we traverse the skies, I believe, much more than we do the bottoms of the ocean. So it makes perfect sense. Nick Hayden said, oceans are extremely deep and is unexplored. And yes, I agree. 
And also, I've also I've thought about like what the grays look like, right? Don't tell me they don't look like something that could live in the ocean. Just think about it for a second. <laughs> they totally look like something that could live in the ocean. Sofa says sharks were on the earth before trees. Now let's not even talk about Atlantis and all the mysteries there. But yeah, what do you guys? I want to see in the live chat. Nuts and bolts, something more or something in between. Great Troll says, the rumor is a report is circulating in U.S. intelligence. It says the UAPs come from the oceans. I did see something floating around online about that. And Taryn says, I used to scuba dive a lot. There are a lot of places to hide. I used to surf and I spent a lot of time in the ocean. The ocean is beautiful. I mean, it was such a peaceful place. And every time I was out there, I loved it so much because I felt like I could, I was disconnecting. You know, you throw on the wetsuit, you go out there alone on, on an early morning, six in the morning, nobody's out there. Maybe sun is rising or just barely coming up. And you feel like you're not on earth anymore sometimes. You know, when you're far enough out, you're waiting at, at, all the way in the back of the lineup for the big waves to come in. You feel disconnected from from land. And especially when you're alone on a little board. Definitely. Definitely feels like we may be missing a big, big, a big, big picture there when we think about the oceans and how much parts of the world are covered in the ocean. How much ocean there is around the world, basically, is what I'm trying to say. To think that, you know, we might be sharing the planet with these highly advanced beings that are somehow living in the oceans, that's, that would be mind blowing, mind blowing. Every aspect of this can be mind blowing in the beginning until you, until you start to break it down and piece it, piece it together. Alien pickle. What's up, man? Gaucho ever seen the movie Solaris astronauts travel to a planet that is a being. It tries communicating by manifesting different creatures and pulling Memories from the humans think ET messages. That's interesting. I haven't seen Solaris, but that seems like a fascinating idea too. What if it was the planet? What if it was Earth? That's interesting, man. What if it was Earth manifesting these things? But again, nuts and bolts, something more. Think about the crash retrievals. When we get too far off the path of... um of something, you know, when we go too far to the side of something more and we get too wrapped up in consciousness, I think, you know what I think it is? I think that these beings have a better understanding of how to use consciousness, how to manipulate reality than we do. That doesn't mean that they don't have technology that they're using to fly around through the skies, right? Uh, and I do think that there are probably non-physical beings out there. Why not? Markavia Studio says, I've been hearing a lot of talk of people stepping into average-sized UFO discs and claiming it's infinite inside, like a whole other world inside when you step in. I have heard that as well, man. Uh, the other day, Travis Walton, I think, said that. Like, he was talking about the different, like, a part of the craft was just spiraling down. And 
it just seemed larger than it should. Alien Pickle says, Aliens, fairies, all of it shows up like, hey humans, do better on the planet and clean up your trash. <laughs> you know, that message has really been starting to bother me in the last years. And I've, I've actually been really, I've had moments where I've just gotten frustrated with the phenomenon because like, help us, help us, or give me the chance to help us. You know, don't contact Stephen Greer. Contact me and tell me how to how to fix pollution and end war. You know, show me the way. Show us the way. Don't just come and say, hey, don't do it. It's bad. Of course it's bad. It's obvious it's bad. <laughs> Humans are not going to stop doing it. If they come down or come out of the ocean or whatever and land somewhere and say, stop doing it, I'm sure there will be so many humans that change quickly because I'm, I'm worried that the day that that ever does happen, the God, the God concept of God back on earth of the gods here again, that will happen, right? The gods walking amongst men, people will worship these beings. Some of, some people already do. That's what I mean. Like there are moments where I've had discussions with people and they've, they've, they got pretty mad at me because I maybe wasn't respecting their viewpoint on it, uh, their view uh, on what they thought about the phenomenon. And I totally get it. But I realized that some people already kind of worship these beings as gods. You know, they think they are messengers here to to save us. And they they love these beings. <laughs> they love them without even really knowing what the whole picture is. We've said it a million times, the yin and yang, it exists throughout the whole universe. There is no light without darkness, my friends. Don't ever forget that. We can fight against the darkness. We can. We can change. But there is no light without darkness. Carson Lada said, hmm, I wanted to believe Greer. He seems very troubled. I saw, um, the other day I saw the last film he, he released, The Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Uh, and the part where he starts crying was, you know, it pulled on my heartstrings a bit because he said he lost team members. And I don't know. You know, I try to be not, I try to not pick sides when I talk about people in this field. Uh, I really do try to stay on the fence because I don't know who I'm going to meet one day. You know, you guys never know who you're going to meet. And I don't want to be a jerk. And the phenomenon is so strange and so unexplained at this point that I'm just sitting back listening until I can, like, tell you guys, like, hey, I hung out with a bunch of greys last night. <laughs> until I can say that, I'm just sitting back listening. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to piece it together. But I'm also thinking, how can this technology help us? Not create a weapon. How can them understanding consciousness or, you know, being able to walk through walls and all the things we hear these beings being able to do, how can that help us evolve? How can that help us become a better species? I don't want to see more wars. I don't want to see another weapon created. I want to see the world evolve and change. I want our species to stop all the madness to realize that we're not alone, you know, 
that there is more out there, that reality is much more magical than than what we're experiencing. And we are slowly, I mean, there's nothing wrong with technology. Trust me. I, there are, you know, like everything, humans tend to abuse everything. You know, technology is getting abused and we aren't using it in certain cases in the right way. But there's technology that we use to save lives, right? There's technology that we use to, you know, to feed the hungry. And we need to use that technology. We need to learn what they know, you know? We need to figure out who they are, what their story is. You know, people look to the heavens for meanings, for existence in their life. Uh, they look for the, they look to the heavens for a purpose. You know, lots of people live their life thinking, "Well, once I pass away, I'll go to heaven and I'll finally be, you know, in in uh, the perfect place." But if you think about, maybe you never go to heaven. Maybe you are. Maybe time doesn't exist. You know, it's a human concept, a human construct. Maybe we do reincarnate. Maybe you're an everlasting energy. Maybe these beings will land and say, hey, yeah, you guys, you don't actually die. You live on forever and your energy is just your soul, your spirit, your consciousness is never, never ends. Imagine how people would live their lives, you know? Um, it would just be completely different instead of thinking like, oh no, it ends and then I'm out. I don't know, guys. We could get very deep. And uh, again, I, for those of you listening to the podcast, I hope that I didn't jump too too much all over the place tonight or whenever you're listening to this. Um, but that's why when I thought about doing this topic i said this is going to happen you're going to go all down the rabbit hole you're going to start throwing out different ideas but i love the 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 live chat you guys are really really responding and talking to each other in there it's great man alien pickle says before we settled on grays as the norm it was dwarves goblins cartoony looking stuff so where did all those uh, where did all the variety go and we've just got grays now see what we expect to see Look, when I think about the paranormal in general, right, the old saying I had on this channel at the end of every video was the paranormal is normal. Never caught on. I still say it sometimes. I don't think anyone noticed, right? But I would say the paranormal is normal. And that's what I wanted this channel to help be, right? It slowly evolved into just talking about the UFO topic, but I read about High strangeness, all different kinds of stuff. And the other day people were saying the UFO phenomenon is not paranormal. Look, it's not normal. Okay, <laughs> let's leave it there. Uh, but I think that if the UFO phenomenon exists, we need to look back at our human history. We need to look back at reality. And we need to realize that so many other things could exist. Right, So many more of these strange, strange things that we thought were myth and legend could have actually somehow, some way, been a reality. Not all of them, but some of them. So it's something that I think we need to consider. And Zofa just said, uh, the Hobskinville goblins 
were goblin-like, and Injarvi encounter was a gnome. And yes, Sophie, you have a good point. Alien Pickle, he has a good point. John Hare says, The Undead Gaucho loved it, dude. Always great when you and Jay and John Luke and John gonna do a chat. Uh, whenever they want, man. Whenever they work it out or they reach out to me, I'm, maybe I'll reach out to them and see if they want to do it. But I'm always down to talk to anybody in the community. Any of you guys want to message me or talk to me anytime, as well as you listening to the podcast, just find me on Twitter, shoot me a DM. Uh, I'm going to have to start bringing guests on to the live and guests onto the podcast. So I got to start thinking of who I'm going to bring on. I'm just not used to it, right? I'm used to talking to you guys. Rodrigo Vieira says, it's fictional until it's fact. Let's science. <laughs> it's fictional until it's fact. I mean, yeah. But we could talk about a million things. Like on, on the idea of science, huge fan of science, love science growing up. One of my best subjects in school. Uh, I loved it. I loved doing science experiments, you know, the yearly science experiment and everything. It was my favorite thing to, to study other than art was science. Um, but over the years, I started to think like for this topic, for the UFO subject, like, is it possible that human beings don't actually understand space and time? Like we don't even have a grasp of it yet. Is it possible that we are living with rules and concepts that we've generated, that we've created to explain things? Because that's what it is. You know, humans love finding patterns in things. And uh, the UFO phenomenon is filled with patterns. Jack Valet says, look at all the patterns. But sometimes I feel like we don't have an explanation for things. And it's going to happen a lot. It's going to happen now. It's going to happen in the future. But that doesn't mean that it's not real. That doesn't mean that it's fiction. It just means that humans just haven't caught up yet. Or, or... We are looking at everything upside down or backwards or the wrong way. And we've been doing that since the beginning of time. And science works for us because obviously, like I said, I love science. And, you know, it was super in, like I'm being honest. I love science. But I also think when you're approaching an, unex an unexplained alien phenomenon, how do you exp expect to explain it or understand it within the parameters of human science it's very possible that we are not even at the baby level of what's really happening in the universe oh uh, you guys are talking in the live chat you guys are saying uh john said that would be great man bring guests for sure and then greg said there's a bunch of great options guys do me a favor on twitter or whatever on any social media, anybody you know or whatever, say, hey, you want to talk to the gaucho? Tell them to shoot me a DM. Or just tweet with, you know, put me in the tweet, put them in the tweet, and let's see what happens. I wouldn't mind. And I've got some people in mind, but I've also, I'm also thinking, like, how am I going to do it? Right? Like, interview people. I think, I, I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't be able to do it, but I'm just saying, you know, it's everything, it's a new thing for me, so. Carson Lada said, I'm joining the Marines, guys. So within a few weeks, I won't be able to join these live chats. So I just want to say this subject is very important to me. And people like Gaucho give the subject a place. Carson, 
Thank you, man. And also, good luck, brother. I'm sure you're going to do great. Uh, you're going to learn how to kick some butt. And also, uh, if you want, remember, it's good timing. Because you can always listen to the podcast and you can always, you know, shoot me a message. And I'm sure you're going to have an awesome experience. Everyone's wishing Carson luck right now, man. That's great, guys. I love to see that. That's literally what these are for. You know, bring the community together. Make the community stronger. Talk about topics that people don't want to talk about. And things that we do want to talk about. And take care of each other. And realize that we are all in this search together. We are really doing this all together. Don't trust the UFO gurus. Do not trust them. Build your own conclusions. Create your own theories. But we got to work together. For sure. Uh, Noah. Noah says, Gaucho, have you reviewed the reincarnation literature? Have you seen, uh, I think it says, Ian Stevenson and Jim Tucker's case studies at the, div- the division of Perceptual Studies at the University of Virginia? No, Noah, I have not. But uh, if you want, send it to me. I'd love to check it out. But as I've grown older, I got to be honest with you guys, I believe more in reincarnation today than I ever have in my life. I do think there is a an energy, that we are just energy inside of these vessels. And it makes sense to me that we just live on in different forms, you know, different vessels over time. We just switch them out. Uh, with a little bit of our last, you know, our past lives influencing our, our current lives. I don't know. I'm not very religious. So lately I've been, I take a more like just open-minded approach to it, but I'd love to read about that. I made a video about Boriska, one of my first videos, I think actually one of my first videos with my, with my first actual camera (laughs) before I was using my phone, but that's what I meant to say. And his his story was interesting. He believed he was reincarnated and his past life was on Mars and he could like draw detailed star maps and he talked about how they you know the planet ended in a war and all this kind of stuff. It was it was fascinating. He said so if it's the Carson, I'm pretty left wing, but under the saucer you are my brother. <laughs> Look guys, all these earthly divisions, these restrictions we have, it's all at the end of the day, it's all nonsense. Watch, if you ever leave wherever you're living and you go somewhere else, you're going to see people fighting about the same things, arguing about the same things in different languages. Some places worse than others, but at the end of the day, you're like, why are you guys arguing? Can't you just sit down and talk? Can't you just figure out a way to make this work without fighting all the time? <laughs> and that's that's the closest I'll ever get to talking about politics here um greg s says i think the phenomenon is the reason we even have religions today boom greg that's what i'm talking about terence jones says gotta go everyone have a good chat (laughs) great troll says ufos are not right or left they're up (laughs) john john here says we are all human love one another i agree man we are all human and we do have to learn how to love one another Look, guys, as always, the battery on my camera is going to die. But uh, I had a wonderful conversation with you guys tonight. And as always, you guys rock. Never stop searching for the truth. 
it is out there. I know it sounds cheesy. Um, make sure to listen to the podcast if you miss parts of this or if you want to re-listen to this. If you guys want to support me in any way, just know that I do have a Patreon down there. In one of the links, you'll I think in the comment pin to this video. Uh, any help there would be great just because I can upgrade gear. I can make the podcast better. I can just take the channel to a whole nother level. But any sort of support, any time from you guys is amazing. And not just Patreons, everything. Uh, the love and respect you guys give me and just the motivation is I couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being awesome always. And uh, we will definitely talk soon, guys, okay? Stay safe, stay healthy.